Let me pray for us and welcome. Glad you're here. You guys that uh, are walking in, walk while you pray. You can pray with your eyes open. By the way, does anybody know why we close their eyes when we pray? Yeah, I mean, let me just tell you why. I, mean, I tell my kids this all the time. You don't have to close your eyes when you pray. But when you're talking to me, I need to have your heart, okay? One of the things I hate is when I'm talking to somebody and they're kind of doing this. Like, yeah, Todd, you know, so, uh, oh, yeah. The reason I close my eyes sometimes when I pray or often is because I don't want to be distracted. I don't want to be talking to God and looking around at, you know, whatever else I'm looking at. And so sometimes closing our eyes gets us free from all the distraction of the conversation we're having with our Father, either in listening, which is the most effective kind of prayer, or in sharing our heart. But I don't like when somebody's talking to me and he's kind of like if I'm talking to Jason, I'm looking back around like this. So anyway, Jason, later today. All right? So the reason you need to close your eyes when you pray is so you just you know, stay in the conversation you're in. So uh, if that helps you, close your eyes. Otherwise, let's pray. All right? Father, we thank you for this morning, the chance to be together as men, uh, really as uh, guys that know that we need a father that teaches us how to be men, to look men in the eye when we talk, to uh, give a woman our word and then to fulfill it, to uh, discipline ourselves that we might be all that you intend us to be, uh, physically and certainly spiritually. I pray for just all the insecurity that we come in here with as men, that, Father, you would just overcome that, and you would help us just to love each other and not need to impress each other. I thank you for the guys that are here that have not had a great week in terms of preparation, but they came anyway. I pray the first thing they would do is just say, look, guys, I'm 0 for 1, but I'm here because I want to be 1 for 2 next week. I pray that we would just extend grace to each other, but that we would also spur each other on and say, come on now. What can I do tomorrow and Saturday and Sunday and Monday so that Tuesday and Wednesday you're ready for Thursday? Help us to love each other that way and to be men, not going through motions not suicidal, depressed, and bankrupt, though we sit in Christian circles, but to be men that are uh, encouraged, challenged, loved, and helped, not going through spiritual exercises, but being spiritual men. Thank you for these guys. Amen. Look at all those guys that stood still and wouldn't pray while their eyes were open, while they were walking. We're glad you guys are here. Come on in. All right, here we go. Uh, What I want to do today is something very different than maybe we'll do some other weeks. Um, in terms of uh, how we'll redeem this time. If, if you behave and we're good, I'll give you uh, hopefully some a little bonus because we're in here this morning. But I'm going to show you the two most important verses uh, from this week, and then I'm going to show you the two most important verses that we will look at the entire ten weeks we're together. All right? One of the things that you want to do is sometimes boil down a section of Scripture and go, what is it that God is trying to say? So this... Uh, this particular um, journey through these 10 weeks, we've asked you to title each chapter. I would encourage you to be creative. Make it memorable. Okay? Um, and then also, we've asked you to kind of maybe find a key verse. It's going to be really hard on some of the places where the sections get choppy, but these two were pretty easy. All right? If you came with a different key verse, no problem. But the two key verses I came up with is number one in Luke chapter 15, verse 10. Uh, Jesus says this. He says, in the same way, I tell you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. That is really the key verse in all of chapter 15. And just so you know, when the Bible was written, it was not written in chapters. The chapters, the verses and chapter distinction wasn't put in for hundreds of years later simply as a means of reference. So just so you know, I think they did a really good job breaking up chapters but sometimes they probably missed it a little bit. They, 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 um, you know, maybe one out of every 50 
they break up a thought or a flow that is there. But for the most part, they're really pretty good, the chapter divisions. But they are not inspired. Okay? They were letters. And when you write a letter, you don't say verse 1, verse 2. But there are natural breaks and flows in your thoughts. But anyway, verse 10 really is the focus of chapter 1. So here's what I want to do. I'll give you, I'll tell you what, right away. This is our memory verse. I shouldn't even have to put Luke 16, 13 up there. All right? But uh, no servant can serve two masters. Either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will uh, be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. That's the main verse in chapter 16. And he builds everything around chapter 16 really around that. Again, not always easy. This is not like there is a book that says the right key verse in every chapter in the Bible. Okay? You find one that helps you remember it. But those are the two that I scream out. So, that being said, if these two chapters are about chapter 15, caring for the lost the way God cares for the lost. And chapter 16, the key idea is... Uh, using unrighteous mammon well, or making sure God is our God. I love this statement. You want to write it down? This is a good statement. It's not mine. Uh, I read this. It probably came up with some guy said in the 1600s when he was doing a Bible study. But here, here's the statement. You ready? If gold is your God, if gold is your God, then you might be well suspected of doing anything to get it. I'll say that again. If gold is your God, then you might be well suspected of doing anything you can to get it. But if God is your gold, all right, you can see where I'm headed with this. Watch this. Number one, if gold is your God, then you might well be suspected of doing whatever you have to do to get it. But if God is your gold, then you should find yourself giving increasingly for his glory. Okay? That's chapter 16. That's Luke 16, 13. So this week, okay, because God is our gold, we were reminded we ought to love what God loves. What's God love? Bozos and idiots like us. Broken, prideful, lustful, self-serving, anger, Angry, unforgiving, bitter men. All right? Unholy, unrighteous men. God loves us. And so if we love God, we ought to love Him. Second thing we learned this week. We can't serve God in money. And if God is our goal, then we ought to be using our money to honor and glorify Him and care what He cares about. So here's my point. Those are the two key verses this week. Here's the two most important verses that we're going to read the entire year in Summit. Guaranteed. You ready? First one. 1 John 3.18, little children, let us not love with word or with tongue, but indeed in the truth. So we just spent a week studying Luke 15. And before I give you the second one, I'm going to stop right here. We just spent a week studying that God loves lost people. So here we go. You ready? Sit down, introduce yourself to the person next to you, and you tell them, Somebody you had a conversation with, a spiritual conversation with this week that was far from God. If you didn't have one, go, I don't think I did one time engage a person who didn't know Christ this week. Okay? And that's, that's just part of what you need to do. But look, if we studied our Bible, we've got our little chapter broken up, and we've got a little book filled out, and we did not do anything with the information we studied, woe is us. And we are a dead group of Christ followers. 
Okay? So stop right here. Introduce yourself to the guy next to you and go, hey, who did you talk to about Jesus this week? Or even have a spiritual conversation or invite the church. Go ahead. You got about a minute. All right, that's good enough. That's good enough. You get the idea? Let's bring it back. Let's read together 1 John 3.18. You ready? Let's read it out loud together as men. Here we go. Little children, let us not love with word or with tongue, but in deed and in truth. In other words, there are men all over Dallas in Bible studies this morning. They're going to have a little Bible study. They're going to get together. Maybe a guy's going to talk more than the other guys in the group, and they're going to go out there. They've been at a Bible study, but it never moved from information to transformation. It never moved to application and making us men that are aligned with that scripture. And all we are now is smarter, more accountable sinners. If we sit in here and we learn what Luke 15 is about, and you guys ought to know Luke 15, man, it's basically about three major stories. And all of them are about how there is more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner repents, okay, than almost anything else there is in the scripture. So if we know that, but we are not then committed to bringing joy to our Father in heaven, then we didn't do ourselves much good. So good for you. Some of you guys had stories to share. All right? Uh, the second most important verse we're going to look at this entire semester in the summit is just like 1 John 3.18. It's James chapter 1, verse 22. Now I put up all of James chapter 1, verse 21 through 26, but 22 is the focus right there. Okay? And let's read verse 22 together. You ready? See where it says, but prove yourselves. Here we go. But prove yourselves doers of the word and not merely hearers who delude themselves. So here's the next thing. I told you, number one thing that we learned this week is that God loves folks that are far from him. And if we then didn't change our life to reach out to folks that are far from him, we've made a mistake. Secondly, we said that no one can serve two masters. And so we all agree that man can't serve God and money. We don't want to be men that serve money. We don't want gold to be our God. We want God to be our gold. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to turn to somebody today right now and go, okay, today, because of this, I'm going to give 25 bucks to X to advance the kingdom of God. $25 today. And listen, some of you might be $5. Some of you might be 50 cents. And that's okay. All right? But what are you going to do today? Okay? Where you're going to say, I'm going to do this because I love God. I'm concerned about advancing his glory. If you don't know any place to invest 25 bucks today to advance his glory, something's wrong. You're not trying. Okay? So why don't you turn around, look at somebody and say, today, I'm going to give 25 bucks or 5 bucks or 50 cents to what? Go for it. Tell somebody. All right. Welcome to Bible study. Here we go. And look. I should have said, I should have said 50 cents, 5 bucks, 25, 2,500, 25,000. Because I want to tell you something. In this room, in this room, we've got guys that ought to do every one of those things. Okay? Some of you, 50 cents is appropriate. I was talking to a friend this morning who told me he had less than 50 bucks in his checking account. Gentleman who's here trying to pursue Jesus with us. Okay? And, uh, and I'm sure some of us are in this room and we've got uh, more money in our checking account than, than uh, we're probably comfortable standing up and sharing with others. So if we study Luke 16 and we don't do something with Luke 16, woe is us. Let's read James chapter 1, verse 22 again together. But, you ready? But prove yourselves doers of the word and not merely hearers who delude themselves. 
Guys, I don't care what you learn, how many scriptures you memorize. It's really not about how much Bible you get through. It's how much of the Bible gets through you. That's why we're here. Okay? We're not going to dress up and play soldier. We're going to march in a loving way do encouragement to each other in a way that will honor Christ and help us be everything he should be. Okay, here, here's the bonus for coming in here this morning that you guys can talk about. I'll give you this real quick. One of the most uh, difficult scripture to make sense out of the very first time you read it is Luke 16, 1 through 9. It's the story of the unrighteous steward. Okay, we've got a, a dark example that can be helpful to children of light. All right, this dark counselor can help those of us who uh, want to walk in the light. And so what I want to do is just very quickly give you four things that we can learn from this guy. Notice, and it's important, there was a good side note in your journey study this week. The master in the story, or Jesus then also, never praises the guy's morality, but he does praise four things about him. And here they go. You can write them down. It might be helpful for you to discuss. Number one, he praises his perspective. All right, and what I'm going to do is go through this quickly. I'm not going to give you a chance to write it all down. Just write down the P's and go to uh, watermark.org, uh, go to the media tab, and these things will be up there. You can get all the other little fill in there. But his perspective, in other words, this guy had foresight he, and understanding of the future situation and the need for current action. He knew his comfort tomorrow was based on his action today. He lived, if you will, with an eternal mindset or a mindset that was beyond what do I need to do just to enjoy today because the guy had a job that day. He was fine that day. His needs were cared for that day, but he knew this isn't the way it's always going to be. And so he had perspective. We are told to have perspective. We are told to set our mind on the things above. We are told to store up for ourselves treasures in heaven, right? Second thing this guy had, he was perceptive. He understood others and what motivated them. He was, if you will, a student of his culture. And so he knew the culture that he wanted to prosper in, what it took to prosper in that culture. What culture are you a part of? The culture of Christ. Where are you a citizen of? I'm a citizen of the kingdom of heaven. Question. In the same way this unrighteous steward was a student of his culture and knew what he needed to do to prosper in his culture, are you a student of the kingdom of heaven, and do you know what you need to do to prosper in your country? Question, what do you need to do to prosper in your country? Send your treasures ahead of you. Okay? Third thing, he was prudent. Okay? We can learn from this guy. He was prudent. He was wise in his actions. He knew how to treat the world he valued today to provide him maximum blessing in that world tomorrow. So it's very similar to his perception there, what I've got. But prudent is perception applied. Does that make sense? Prudence is wisdom applied. He had the perspective of what he needed to do. Okay, He was perceptive of what he needed to do, but he was prudent enough to do it. And then the fourth thing he was, was prompt. He didn't go, you know, I've got to get around to that. Because uh, I'm going to get canned eventually, or I'm going to die eventually, or I'm going to stand before God eventually. So, you know, I better get around to someday doing something about the time I stand before my Savior. No, he was prompt. He was shrewd enough to, do, to, to know what he had to do today, and he got after it. Do you notice the lag in the guy's story? There was none. 
The second he realized, I'm going to get canned. The second you realize you're going to die. The second you realize there's a father in heaven who does exist and he wants to bless you and he wants to see you act wisely as a steward. Don't wait till tomorrow to act wisely as a steward. Do it today. You've already shared with some brother where you're going to spend either 50 cents for God's glory, 5 bucks, 25 bucks, 2,500 bucks or 25,000 bucks for his glory today. All right. I hope you know where that place is and I hope you do it. Father, I thank you for these men. I pray as I go to their groups now that they would not just love each other with word and tongue, but indeed in truth. I pray that they would not delude themselves as simply hearers of the word, but doers also. Thank you, Father. I know they've left behind wives that need them to get kids to school, kids that wish their dad was there, offices that are waiting for them to arrive, businesses that have already opened that they're not there to lead. Would help them focus. Help us to have the mindset of Mary. One thing is needful. To sit at my feet and to learn. That's where we are today. So, Father, while we're here, protect our hearts. Help us stay focused on you and love each other. Amen. There you go. All right. So, Bobby's got some announcements for me to make. Hey, if you are here today and you're not signed up in a group, no problem. Just stay right in here and we'll get you connected. Okay? Got a great guy to come lead you through what we studied this week. Uh, Secondly, uh, check your name tag. Your name tag has your room number on it. If you are here and you're uh, you know um, not regular at watermark and you don't know where that is ask somebody that you're walking by say hey man where's this room okay if they don't know find out together and then we'll get you there um if you're going to the second or third floors in the tower please don't walk across the street and take the elevators up the elevators we want to save for guys going to four five six and eight okay so if you would just walk up the steps there's an elevator if you need to over here to get you to the second floor and then walk across the sky bridge to the second floor of that tower. And then if you can, walk even across that tower up to the third floor when you get there. Don't get an elevator from the second to the third floor. All right? Uh, so use that sky bridge if you're on floors uh, two and three. And um, I think uh, for leaders, if there's any changes on your roster, guys that said they were going to be in your group that aren't, or guys that are in your group now that weren't, would you please let Bobby know uh, today... After you leave, call Julie, call Bobby. Um, you know, use your 50 cents on a stamp and write us. All right? God bless you, man. Have a great day. Get in the Word. See you.